Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. In this podcast, we do talk about escape rooms, Manda's drinking problems, all while being serenaded by birds. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Everything you said is true, except for the fact that it's a problem. It's oh, a problem. okay, it's true. You just drink. There you go. I just it's drink. not a problem. You, you enjoy it. <laughs> I eat a lot, and I don't see it as a problem, but I probably <laughs> eat too much, sadly. Oh, I was in Calgary. We're Actually, this week, yeah. we're going to talk about our escape ventures. Manda went off to up the game, as you may realize from last week weeks or last podcast or last yeah. episode yep and i just returned from calgary where i did seven rooms and so you may not be familiar with what calgary is but we're gonna talk about it um because it's interesting i see it as an industry in the city where it's not as mature which doesn't mean the games aren't good it's just that the trend is different than elsewhere and so i find i'm going to talk a little bit about that and then the bird's just going to keep on tweeting, and yep. we're not going to worry about it at all. And Mike and Ruby aren't here No, again. Mike and Ruby aren't here. But they will be soon. That's true. All Mike has been doing for, like, what, the last month? It's like an audit He was not work. very happy. No. No, poor Mike. Yeah. He wasn't mad at us, I no. hope. No. He was just, he was just tired and stressed and... Yeah. Now Didn't he's have recovering. Have a birthday coming that. up too, or something like that. You hey, wait, you have, have a birthday. No, don't... you you have one before me. When's your birthday? July, right? Yeah. yeah I guess I have a birthday too. Yeah. <laughs> like. Huh. Not next week, but soon after wow. that. Look Isn't at that. It like June, what? Should Every say... day is a birthday for me, though. Should I say what it actually is? Because I know you don't like that. No, I don't really care. It's okay. not like you know. What are they going to do? Like they can't like the post. And <laughs> like when I'm on Facebook, I actually. I actually don't advertise it's my birthday. And it's weird. I don't do it because then people will say happy birthday to me. And then I feel I feel compelled to respond to every single one. And so I feel rude if I don't. I mean, you would think that I would do that for comments on my comic. And I don't comment on any. I, and I feel I'm rude when I don't do that either. Any, regardless, that's why I don't post it. Because I don't want too many. I don't want too many posts to happen. So I don't have to like pop. Popular Errol, poor popular What are you Errol. talking about? Too I don't many get that posts. Many. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all coming up. And how are you, Manda? Do you want to give your first give your thoughts on escape rooms or actually up yeah. the game? You want to give game. maybe if nobody has heard last week's, maybe you can yeah, give Yeah, so if you haven't heard last week's podcast, that was I went to up the game in the Netherlands, and it was in a city called Breda. I finally ha- am pronouncing that correctly. Oh, really? It's yeah. Breda. Yeah. Breda. Yeah, Breda or something. Breda. <laughs> Breda. It's, it's just it's not Breda, which I, which is how I'd been saying it up until uh, that point. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so we did the podcast. The last podcast we did was my coverage of that. There's still some little bits and pieces uh, from after the conference. I might do as like a little bonus episode, but it's been a week since my vacation ended and I've had a chance to kind of let it all sink in. And yeah, it was an amazing experience. Would you like to tell us what you thought of the industry that is known as the European escape room. Right. So these were my first European escape rooms. Sorry, should we pause? Or... No, okay. no, you don't have to pause. Okay. 
Are you upset that I'm looking out the window? No, no, I'm just worried. I'm like, you look worried, so I don't know whether to be worried or not. No, no, there's somebody came up to my door, but they're dropping off flyers. So I was wondering if they're going to knock. Okay. (laughs) But it can't be more disrupting than that bird. This is the first time I'm sitting underneath the bird. He's really loud. (laughs) He is super loud today. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so it was my first time playing European escape rooms, and holy crap, it is... They are they are a bit different from the. There are far more. Now, okay, sorry, I have to start that again. Um, dis, the disclaimer is obviously I was doing cherry picked rooms, so I didn't get to experience all the Netherlands had to offer. There are probably very crappy rooms, but what I found with the industry in Europe is that they're very much focused on immersion and and uh, delivering more of um more of an experience than, say, a traditional game. And uh, the newer rooms that I played, like I played the first room in the Netherlands. That one had your very traditional escape room feel. But then one of the newer ones I played, like Sherlock's The Vault and... Oh, The Crypt. Catacombs. The Catacombs, yeah. Sorry, I also played The Catacombs. And they were very, like... They're they're really they're doing some really interesting things with the pre-game experience. Yes, I found that the rooms in Europe were very much immersion focused. Now, you being story woman, did you find that there was more narrative in these rooms? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you were saying, sorry, I'm interrupting you, yeah. but I remember from last the last podcast you were saying that there was more focus on Actually, they didn't argue about whether or not narrative needed to be in a room. And now it was really more about how to do it, kind of an introduction to narrative. This was at the conference itself. So did you you see that in the rooms you went to? I definitely saw that reflected in the rooms. Uh, A lot of it is, now I know they're doing some of this in the U.S. because I've read some of David and Lisa's reviews and whatnot and heard their stories. But just the amount of time that seems to be taken in having a narrative through line. So the most interesting one for me was the catacombs uh, in that they, they, for instance, had a point space system, which rooms here do as well. But the point space room systems here in North America are more based on either how many puzzles you do or how fast you solve it, that kind of thing. This one, all of the points were based purely on how much you'd been paying attention to the narrative. Oh, so, so that was probably something you enjoyed. I very did much enjoyed that. Did you get all the points that. then? We did. Of course. Yeah. We were paying attention. We were that's paying attention. Well, thank. we had a brave person in our group, so that helped. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, because it's a scary room It's as well. a scary room. And then jump scares? Are there, like, jump people in there oh, yeah. jumping at you? Oh, not all the time. They did it very well. They did atmosphere very well. But... I just found that in ge- like the the atmosphere in all of the rooms were very different like and I found that the game masters as well even if we were doing a room that didn't have a lot of narrative like for instance we did a pirate room and there wasn't a ton of narrative there and there didn't need to be but the game masters would do anything and everything never to enter the room if need be we had a bit of a tech problem in one room and I I honestly I actually wanted the game master to come in and and just help us and um but no they they stayed in character on their walkie-talkie and they talked us through it in character and like they would not break immersion if they could help it. You know that'd be really cool now that I think about it wouldn't it be kind of neat to do in a an escape room where you have to guide an airplane down. Oh <laughs> that 
would be And then you'd have be to be terrifying. talking. <laughs> and then you'd have to like, okay, now what do you do? Hit this switch, this one. No. <laughs> That'd be fun. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But the if you can make it into a puzzle. I think the market's a little bit more mature. Well, it is much more mature in Europe mm-hmm. than it is here. And they're tendency right now is to be going towards the more immersive experiences to draw more people in and up the game too it was just a different feel like i don't think there was one conversation i had now there's a lot of talks but there's not one conversation i had in which business restraints ever came up you know when you say like it would be cool if we did this type of room and then somebody will say yes but that's a very poor business plan and it probably is, mm-hmm. but I never really heard that. We know for our event, it's a poor business. Yeah, plan. we have yeah. a very unsustainable yep. event. Yep. <laughs> but but here at Up the Game, it was more like, you know what? Let's discuss those what if scenarios, and let's, um, you know, let's let's like actually time constraints. I was getting to that. <laughs> there were moments during the conference where I actually kind of wished we'd talk a bit more about constraints and about some of the practicalities. Again, I didn't see all of the talks. It was very impossible to choose the talks because they all seemed very interesting. But sometimes the panel I was on, for instance, the story panel, I, I didn't just want it to be a... I, I almost wish I like I wasn't on such a generic panel because the other talks that I was hearing was on very specific topics. And as we're talking about, like, it was a room full of people who agreed that, yes, story is important. We all agree about that. Now let's talk practicalities. And we started veering more towards things like, in the talk, we started veering more towards, like, you know, here's why story is important. And um, I didn't want to do that anymore. And I realized I kind of wanted to say something like, you know, let's let's actually. I don't know if did I say this in my last thing. I'm jet lagged, so I or I was jet lagged. I can't so, remember. Um, Although I did edit it, so that meant I listened to it. Yeah. So this is good. I almost would have enjoyed something like having a whole panel on, you know, player roles, or having a whole panel on, you know, the pre-room experience. Or can story be done? In can an story be done room, in an escape room in yeah. an hour? Yeah. Can it? I don't know. Maybe it can. I that, have no that was the that was the big question, right? Can it be done in an hour? That was the time constraint question I had. When when your characters have agency, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I wonder myself. Maybe all you really need to do for a story in a room is can you connect to another character within an within an hour? That's not your own. But that's yeah. not yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it was a good question, and it's one I'd love to see explored more. But regardless. Up the game itself, for my, I feel like there were four types of people that were there. There were people like myself, who had never been, mm-hmm. and of course... And just there for the drinking. Just there for the drinking, with my little drink ticket. No, um, and who had nothing to compare it to. And so it was, it was an amazing experience for me. But a lot of what I was hearing was kind of confirming things I already believed. Yes. Right. Yeah. Then there were new owners so who were like there. It was like validation for you. Yeah. There you and go. It was a, it was a fun feeling, yeah. and I also made a lot of friends, and it was great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> then, then there were like new owners who had never even heard of some of these theories, and who were just mind boggled and really loved that experience of like they said, I learned so much, and I have a lot to think about. There were people who had been there last year, 
and who did have something to compare it to and they um and they enjoyed it but they felt that they hadn't learned anything new but they liked networking with people that was what they gained from from the experience this year and I realized I said four types of people. I meant three. Oh, okay. So we're yeah, ending wait, it what's there. The fourth? What's the fourth? And <laughs> it's like, so I'm just not going to try and, and dig no that no puzzle. No puzzle panels. Right. There were no puzzle panels. No puzzle. And were that there, was another. Were there more puzzle seminars last year? I have no idea. I don't know. I think there were a couple. Isn't it weird? There aren't any puzzle panels at Transworld. There aren't any puzzle panels that up the game well it's interesting why but doesn't up, anybody want to like up the game though i i feel like because i feel like it reflects the european escape room as well because they're not puzzle focused escape rooms yes at all and i think that's the trend yeah that makes me sad like apart from a, well okay a couple i played were did like had puzzles in them but they were easier puzzles and this probably dovetails nicely with your experience but yes. uh they they had puzzles, but, you know, the newer escape rooms that we played were very puzzle light and more about an experience. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, at I don't all. think there's anything wrong with In that. In fact, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I love puzzles, too, but it was just but the fact that I... not as much as I, I like puzzles, probably. No, probably not. No. Although you like logic puzzles. I do, and I like playing games. I don't like puzzles under time constraint. Let's just say that. You know what kind of logic... I realize what kind of logic puzzles I don't like. Because I actually like logic puzzles. Yeah. You know, I do like playing Sudoku. I don't yeah. like that in an escape room. But when it comes... Sometimes you get the logic puzzles where all the the clues and all the mm-hmm. rules are hard to understand. And so they, they try to obscure explaining the the clue. And so when you're trying to figure out maybe like a placement... Half of what's beside it over underneath the thing beside the door is where it goes under the eighth time. It's like, what? (laughs) What on earth are you talking about? And so I like it better when, you know, in Sudoku, there's no like ambiguity on like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's not like, Mm -hmm. ooh, half of seven and four. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when they try to obscure all the rules, then I just get tired and it's like, oh my goodness. Well, that was a nice thing though. Like, I, I feel like. Okay, this is my crackpot theory, but one of the reasons they didn't have a lot of puzzle panel panels is because they have their puzzles figured out. Like, well, if they're all getting easier, yes. Well, not just easier, <laughs> but they all made sense. It wasn't even like they weren't unenjoyable puzzles no, that's of good. the ones that You know, I if played. it fits in the room, that's amazing. It all fit in the room. There was always a narrative reason for a puzzle being there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time it didn't, like the more traditional one I played, was in the seaside town called Sandfort, and. Which sounds like Sandfort. Someone someone pointed out to me, but um, that one was more like your more traditional escape room puzzles. But they still all fit the theme and everything. But yeah, which is great. Making your puzzle fit the theme yeah. is one of the more difficult things to do. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But I feel like yeah, especially with the vault, I feel like it's more geared towards now. Like let's let's feel like we're in a story, and you are the main characters, mm-hmm. and. The fact that the fact that we didn't even get asked to an escape, we didn't go into an escape room and pay a GM and then get, we were texted a location to go to and then given instructions in character was insane. No, that sounds really cool. It was really cool. If you think about it, you know, we probably should have 
tried to do something like that for our escape event because people were confused. <laughs> well, there. Okay, well, that's but one it's of my. For us that's because... one of my gripes with the prison escape. Actually, oh really? Was that it was so almost... you did it? Sorry, you want to explain? Yeah. More about so the prison escape? while I was there, I did the prison escape. And it was in the same space as the as the conference. It was in the prison dome in Breda, and it was it was a one hundred. We we had a one hundred person event. It's normally four hundred people, and it's a big, large scale theatrical event that is where you you're basic. You try to escape a prison, and it was a cool experience, but it was a very inconsistent experience. I've heard people like the players who were there. The room tried something that no other room I've seen has tried, which is multiple branching storylines, which was really exciting. But if you were shyer and you happened to, you know, and you took a little bit of time to get used to things, then you'd miss out on most of the storylines going on. It's not for introverts. It's not for introverts. If you... Um, if you like me got on a storyline very early, there might be the chance that it, you know, was kind of boring up until the end. And then you get a really exciting second half. Or if, you know, like, oh, so in other words, it was kind of boring at the beginning, but for more... myself, it oh, was okay. like, again, and, and David, uh, David Spire had the opposite experience. He had a very exciting beginning and then a completely dead end. And, you know, so it it wasn't, but I, I like that it was trying. It had 80 actors in it. It was insane. The first part, again, they really focus on that. Pre- they really focus on pre-room there. Like, really focus on it. Didn't and, you say it, it was like, you know, half an hour of doing nothing during the pre-room? Well, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, that was one of my comments was that the the whole first part is basically you getting, um getting into the prison, like, going through the process, getting frisked, getting, like, going into a lineup, going, getting your uniform, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, you're let out into the main area of the prison, and you all line up. And I won't reveal too much about it, obviously, but uh, you all line up. And uh, I was one of the last ones to come out to line up. And you had to stand there, and you had to stare straight ahead, and you couldn't say anything. And it was dead silence all around. And I was thinking, I'm like, how long have the others been here? Because, you know, I was one of the last to come out. And it turns out the other groups had been waiting like half an hour, standing still, staring straight ahead. And I was like, I think that's almost a little bit too realistic and boring. So what So what happens if you make noise? Uh, push-ups? Do you get to do push-ups? We had to do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> We actually did, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would have done push-ups. Yeah. One of my gripes was with it was that it was almost too open at like after that. We got, you know, when we got released to do whatever we wanted, there were no instructions, which can be exciting, but with our events, we at least had a list of instructions. Like, here's what you have to do first, and then it became a little bit more open ended. Well, I think when you when we do events and it's for the mainstream crowd That's the other you thing. You need instructions. Now luckily we were all enthusiasts and we were quite happy to just wander and kind of take it in. But if it's with the mainstream crowd, we need we needed to be as yeah. obvious as we possibly could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway all that to say, Europe is awesome. I would totally go back there again to try some more escape rooms. And yeah. It's interesting because I think multiple storylines 
can be done. And we're actually going to have a lot of... So this is exciting because Manda has lined up <laughs> a number of, of guest interviews in the upcoming in the upcoming podcasts. Yeah, that was a great thing. Every time I heard a talk, I'm like, I gotta be on the podcast. So, yeah, I have a few people in mind, and I'm reaching out to them now. You have reached out for them to them to a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I'm in the and process so of getting to the rest. We are excited about getting a number of people on here. Yeah, but one of the things we may talk about is that multiple storyline thing. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because I remember I remember reading somewhere where you said. You said something along the lines, the reason that we didn't choose multiple storylines is that we didn't have time or something like that for our events. You Did I say time? I, I should have said time. Well, I can't remember what you said. Uh, I think I just said it was a nightmare to design. It was a nightmare to design, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and I wouldn't have let you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's obviously it's something that I would love, you would love to, to, do. To, to do or to attempt but no, it, no, the logistics of it is just insane. Thing. Well, and you would also have to remember that if you want to have a consistent experience for everybody, yeah. every single, to me, this is my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I think every single timeline that you explore, every multi-threaded yeah. uh, plot line that you explore has to be as interesting as the first there one. There was a project that we had been working on years ago that just didn't end up going yeah, anywhere. Sorry, man pants. <laughs> but it was it was we were talking about how time travel stories there's always a good ending and a bad ending. You're like, you should make a time travel story with fifty different endings that are all like like good and bad. You know, there's good elements to it, there's bad. And so I made it. I made this humongous chart of storylines and we didn't end up making it but it was and fun to do and i think it's fine it's great in the video game world because you have the time because you have the time but yeah. even in the video game world one of the problems is that people want to search for the good ending yes and then maybe along the lines they'll want to see all the alternate endings but they want to make sure that they get the good ending and yeah. it'd be really cool if you could have well you know all the endings not that they're all neutral but they're all if you can make them equally as good. I don't have the skill to do that because I'm not a writer. So <laughs> I wouldn't be able to write that. But hopefully I, somebody would be able to. That's I'm another glad, thing. You know, I'm glad I got to play it, though, because yes. I got oh, yeah. to be on the other side for this one. Yes. And I've yes. never gotten to do that. And so having the player experience was really valuable for me just to see, like, oh, yeah, this, like, how difficult it can be to make sure that people have... A good experience and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you mean? See, wait, isn't that having how difficult it is to see every player to have a good experience? I don't isn't know. On the it's... designer side, not the player side. Well, no, 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 no. Like, like. Oh, you got to experience the bad. Well, not the bad. You got to. Experience... Well, I get. I got to experience some of the lows. Like, if, yeah. as a player standing there, being like, "Well, now what do I do?" And yes. and or like. Do I have to carry this around? I, <laughs> this is just a chore now, right? Now you know so, what it feels like. I know for our events, you know, there are players. Do I have to talk to people? Right. Do yeah. I have to be berated by the frizzy-haired blonde woman? Because you berated men. I did berate all men. Night. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you loved it. <laughs> sure did. Anyway, that does lead well mm -hmm. into my my time in Calgary. It's really cool. I I my family lives there, and it's in a. If you don't know Canada, then it doesn't really matter where it is. But 
that's it's west of where I am. And I think to myself that the industry is not as mature in their development of games. Now it's very slowly moving west everywhere. Yeah. Oh no, Seattle's Seattle's yeah. yeah. And yeah. and now so this doesn't mean, however, that the games are bad. Not 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 at all. I found that when it comes to decor, a lot of the rooms are equally probably as pretty as here. I didn't see as much tech. There wasn't as much technology mm. or automation. But even when it came to storylines and interwo- interwoven narratives, it's probably all similar. Mm-hmm. The thing that surprised me is that I did seven rooms. Four of those rooms were 70 minutes. And so these are all... I mean, I've done... A lot of rooms in Calgary, every time I go back to visit my family, I do all the rooms. And it had the normal startup where, you know, you had all the beginning rooms. Some of them are not as good as others. And then as more as more and more rooms came, then they started to up their game, all well and good. But it was interesting that a lot of the rooms that I did were 70 minutes long. Not, That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, these were all the newer rooms. And it was like, what, they're all 70 minutes now? Like, with the whole, some people are still doing 45, some people, mm-hmm. but were out of the seven, more than half of them were 70 minutes. And the very first room I did... I I went in and I sat down and I didn't I didn't I just kind of looked around and I didn't do anything. And I that's what I normally do. This is what I normally do in an escape rooms. And even in the end we can usually we can usually escape even if we haven't done anything. Not so with with the first room I did at Amazed. It was at Amazed and it was a good it was a good room. It, it was very pretty. I liked what they did there. I liked the puzzles. It's just that I did not expect the difficulty. And that's what shocked me. I did not expect to pay attention. <laughs> I had to pay good. attention This is about to, to send, sound like the most condescending. <laughs> no, look, look at this way. It's escape rooms here. Come on, man, pans. Do we even have troubles escaping escape rooms here? Not now. No. Well, no, we have our crack team. That's why. Yeah, that's well, yeah. yeah but even so, I had, like, I had a number of people there, and they were all doing fine. But what we didn't do is we didn't read, because we're not used to reading. Now, but... <gasps> For example, when you get a huge newspaper article, for example, mm-hmm. would you read through the whole thing? No, I'd no. scan it. No, right? you'd scan it, yeah. right? Yeah. Here, you actually probably had to read things. That mm-hmm. was weird. When when audio came on, you kind of just listen. Ah, I think this is like, this is all for, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Atmosphere. Yeah. You don't, and you kind of, you don't really pay attention to what they're saying because it's mostly atmosphere. But no, not at all. <laughs> Everything seemed to be really important, and it was it was hard to get used to because I had to pay attention to a lot of things, more so than and and yes, usually when I'm over here, I usually have you people to pay attention for me. You people, <laughs> oh my God, we're like scum on your shoe. What are you about? I have I have important people. I have like more skilled people to do all these hard things that I cannot do. Is that better? Tedious things. Yeah, no, no, like paying. I can't pay. I can't even. That's another thing. There are some rooms that required me to like even remember things. I was horrible at that. Whoa. Oh my goodness. So it was interesting. So I'm not saying that any of that was bad. I was actually. Um, oh no! Af- after like... that game, after that game, I decided, oh crumbs, we're gonna have to try. And then I upped my game for all the other six rooms afterwards, and wow. it was fine because <laughs> we we won every single one of them. And that's not for bragging. It's more along the lines like these were rooms that now, as is, if you're an enthusiast, 
you will eventually find you don't have to... You don't have to try as hard. You don't have to try as hard. Because yeah. you've seen it all a hundred times already. And now what we do is we have fun. We have fun in the room. So, mm. like, uh, there was this one room, and it was great. I found a... I hope this wasn't too much of a spoiler. This was in uh, Escapers YYC. Uh, I found a book. Oh. <laughs> a small book. And I'm not going to go further into it, but I s- decided to read this book out loud. And, I, I, you know, I was just having fun. I'm going to read it out loud in voices, you know, and so I did. Mm-hmm. And and some people are thinking, that sounds like the most annoying thing ever. No, we we still had fun. We all had fun in the room. And that's why I like going to escape rooms, just being yeah. in the environment environment i can't pronounce things and then just having fun in the environment and just having a grand old time and that's what i enjoy doing in a room now yeah so it was weird to actually <laughs> have to go into so there was another room and there there was another and hopefully this was back to amazed in their other room they had a little piano in there yeah and i so desperately wanted to play the piano of course you did poor errol but because I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, poor Errol, your trolling time went down. <laughs> I couldn't play on the piano oh. as much. I played a little bit, though. But in between, Lizette would interrupt me, too, because she was yelling out instructions to me. <laughs> and then she would read the instructions, then I'd play another verse of uh, I'm a Believer. <laughs> and, then, and then she said, okay, it says this now. Okay, okay, thanks. It was part of a puzzle. Anyway, it was... It was actually refreshing to actually have something more challenging than I'm normally used to. So you think that, you know, it's because... So you think it's because Calgary's uh, a less mature market? I think think it is. Do you think think they're going to veer towards easier puzzles? Yes, I do. I think they will. quite positive on that? Well, it was interesting. I was talking to... Now, again, this is... It may be that they wanted an easier room but one of the more difficult rooms there is eric's at um escape capers yyc and he has he tends to have more difficult rooms than everyone else around them and his latest room is easier and i and i and it was easier when we played it and i Mm -hmm. asked him and he said yeah I, i now have this room and we'll lead people there because it is easier than the other ones because his other ones tend to be a lot more difficult. Mm. Although although I think the the one that we did, we did a like a version 2 of one of so I did the this uh, the dinner party room like it was his first room and then he did a newer version and it was pretty much completely different. Okay. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun for me because there was an actor in it, and that's probably where I, ha- I personally have the most fun, is when I get to interact with an actor. Mm. And if they interact back and don't fall asleep on me, then this is amazing. So as it, this was the one where I, I read him a story, I mm-hmm. talked to him, and then there were some really cool role-playing aspects in it that I enjoyed. So it was a lot of fun for me, and, and it was probably one of the rooms. You know, I actually enjoyed my time a lot. I actually had a lot of fun in all the rooms. I actually even did a process-oriented room. It was pretty much all process puzzles. <laughs> oh no! No, no, it was fine. But it was, it was. So this was at oh dear, I keep getting their name confused because they they took off the e at the beginning. Actually, no, I was wrong. Not they didn't take the e off. They took off the in. It's cognito. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, it was it was interesting because the one of the owners. His name was Ronson, 
And he, we talked a long time ago when he came to Toronto and he was looking for some rooms and he remembered my name, surprisingly enough. And so it was, it was, their, their rooms are also, actually it was really nice because all the rooms that we did are very pretty. They, they, they look, the set design's really nice. Mm -hmm. And, but in their process heavy room, I went in and it, the room was large. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I went in and I saw all the stuff and I saw the locks and I saw the number of potential puzzles, I thought, uh, we're dead. Because it was myself, <laughs> it was my sister, and it was my daughter. There was just three of us. And, but you did it! And he, and he, and he warned us. He's like, oh, um, well, it's usually a room for eight people. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. I wanted to try it anyway because I had fun in their first room, which was unmasked. Yeah. And then we did this. And I was really hoping, because it was like a wizard school, I was hoping there would be kind of some fun wand magic, but there wasn't wand magic. Mm. That would have been interesting. But regardless, it was it was still a good room. It was mostly process intensive. There were some cool puzzles in there that were some fun ahas. Mm -hmm. That was mostly in... But, but then when I saw all the process puzzles, I was... I, I was certain we were going to die because <laughs> sadly it's because the thing is my sister. So I did, I did a maze's uh, cabaret room with just myself and my daughter, my daughter and, and Lizette. Now to be fair, it was when we just returned, got off the plane. So we were tired, but I found, and that's when I first decided, okay, I'm going to start trying in this room. And so I ran around and my sister was, this is the first time she's actually seen me try in a room. And this is, the reason is, is usually we also have her daughter there and her daughter's younger as well. And then when it's my kids, I try not to steal things from their hands. Mm -hmm. I actually try to make sure that everybody gets a chance to do the puzzles, right? You know, I don't want to be a huge jerk about it. Uh, but then, and I, and I don't mind not doing anything in a room, mm -hmm. but now that I had a taste of how difficult rooms could be, I decided, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to lose anymore. <laughs> but you hadn't lost yet. <laughs> oh, no, no. We lost the first one. Oh, we you lost, did lose the first one. We did lose one. the first oh, one. Yeah, we were okay. like five to ten minutes over. Oh. We actually, that first one, as I said, we didn't find, because we didn't read, and, and it was our fault. I'm not blaming the room at all. A lot of it was our fault. We actually didn't really get started until about 15 minutes in because mm. we were i was goofing off my daughter found something that she read that was very important and nobody paid attention to her i didn't pay attention to her because she's got this retainer in her mouth so who can understand anything she says <laughs> she's getting used to it <laughs> anyway so we went to the second room and i started to say we're i'm gonna try and my <laughs> sister was going oh and then, you know, this is me trying is really horrible because I start grabbing things out of people's hands. Yep. I solve things without explaining things. Like, yep. Sounds like you know what this is like. It's yep. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I tried with you in a room. Oh, it's funny, though. Like, I would be like, um, I don't know. It was it would be early on, like yeah. you know, but when we would be in our groove or when, when you would be in a groove. Yeah, no, exactly what you were describing. Like, I'd be like, hey, I found this thing. Whoosh. Out of my hand it goes. <laughs> or, or you'd be like, here, give this to me. And like you solve something. And I'm like, oh, wait, so how did you... And I think I was asking, like it was probably a useless question, but I was asking so like I would know like, is it is it to do with this thing so that I don't have to use it? But you'd just be like, you'd move on. And I'd be left there and be like, I don't know what he just did. I don't know what to do next. Or you'd come over and I'd be like, okay, here's what I've done so far. And then you just snatch the puzzle out of my hand. 
often. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just you're in you're in error mode and uh, you I just, uh, and in solve mode. You're in solve mode. But, the, but then then again, this doesn't mean I'm really good at escape room puzzles. It usually depends on what the puzzle is. For yeah. example, if it's a logic puzzle, I'm going to die. Right. It's going to just it's going to kill me. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So I went into solve mode for that second one and I just and and it was also it was an easier room. So that yeah. was nice too. And so we solved everything. And poor Lizette was sitting there thinking, I don't under I didn't I don't know what happened in that room. All of a sudden the door opened and we were done. And and <laughs> And this is and it was and it was and it was funny because then what happened is we we hooked up with Andrea and Glynn, and I'm, I don't want to accidentally... I never actually pronounced their last name once to them, so because I was scared. I should have, so I could have pronounced it correctly. But they actually did our cryptex hunt, and so I met up with them and did some rooms with them. And it was great. It was fun meeting up. So she's the one that made... She's the one that commissioned to get the voodoo doll of myself made. Because <laughs> right, right. everybody hates me. And it was, it's, really, it's a really cool voodoo doll, and I got a chance to meet with them. The, the funny thing is, is that we invited them out for lunch with my whole family. So there's me, my sister and her daughter and her husband, my mom and my dad. Wow, wow. you're like your whole family. <laughs> well, not the whole one. I still got like 80 relatives there. I know, but, but, but like... <laughs> and myself parents? and my kids. Oh my <laughs> Good God. Good thing they weren't shy. <laughs> It was it was fun, but they're all they they're great, and we had a wonderful time with them. And the cool thing is, and this is the whole point of my story that's now taken about fifteen minutes, and it just sounded like I wanted to brag. That's not the point. It was really that Andrea taught my sister how to do escape rooms after all this time. So so when, as I said before, when I was doing that escape room with. Uh, the second one where I was just, you know, yeah. solving things and grabbing things out of her hand. And she was super confused and had no idea what was happening. When she did the escape room with Andrea, what Andrea did, and this is great for puzzle designers if you need beta testers, is that she was a vocal processor. That's right. You are definitely not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I cannot vocal process anything. And so what she did is she would... Vo vocalize all her thoughts and say, well, maybe this goes over here and maybe this does this. And she would, but, you know, she was very specific to the puzzle. So it's not like she was that generic. She was very exact in what she thought. Mm -hmm. And then this, then Liz when Lizette heard her, then she started to make the connection on what you're supposed to do in an escape room. Right. It's like, wait, oh, I get it. Is that what you do in escape rooms? And so she realized is that if you have a lock, that's, I don't know, four digits. Or if you're looking for an answer to go into a lock, then you find the pattern in the room that might match the answer you're looking for. I mean, that's more or less. Four-digit lock, you look for a pattern of something that might be four that could fit, that will give you four numbers, right? Once you realize that, it was suddenly like lights came on. So the moral of that story is when I finally went to the wizard room and it was myself it was Echo, yeah. and it was Lizette, just the three of us. I remembered the day before we did the easy room where they were just lost, and I solved the whole thing myself. So now we're in the wizard room. It's harder. It's much larger. It's meant for eight to ten people. And there are three of you. And there are three of us, and all of them were on fire. 
Lizette and Echo solved everything. I couldn't believe it. They just kept solving things over and over and over again. It's like, I looked over to Echo. I was I was staring at this one puzzle. I was yeah. confused. Yeah. I was looking, oh, that's interesting. I have no idea what this meant. And I left and I came back and then Echo had started it. So she had figured out the aha and then it was just in the middle of the process part. It's like, oh, that's what you do with that. Huh. <laughs> and then and then she finished it, but she got the process wrong. So this is not I mean oh. because it was no 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 no. I'm this is not at this so she got the process a little bit wrong. And so I went and I just kind of fixed the process. And then I looked at it and I'm going, I have no idea what this is. And she looked at it and she got the second aha to the puzzle. It's like this, like, oh, you're absolutely right, right? <laughs> they were killing it. And then yeah. and then I got onto this massive destructive logic puzzle that was I think way too hard for any escape room. And I spent my whole time on that. So there are four parts. There was uh there are four parts, there are four areas of puzzles. And hopefully this isn't too spoilery and one of them is this big logic puzzle. And then there are three other areas where you had to solve a mm-hmm. series of puzzles to get to solve each part, right? Yeah. And the logic puzzle one was its own and it took me like 10 to 15 minutes on this thing. In all of that time, they solved all the other three areas, which wow. also weren't, weren't easy, and they solved it all on their own. And I'm going, really? And so they were just standing behind me, just waiting. Like, I amazed <laughs> only because I know Lizette in an escape room normally. Yes, and, yes. And so, like, for me, like, hearing it, it's like, what? She... She destroyed it. It was crazy. And oh they were just talking behind, just like, so how's the weather with you? It's like, I'm, gosh, how did you guys do it so fast? They, <laughs> they completely killed it. And I'm dying. I'm absolutely dying on this logic puzzle. Oh and then eventually the, the owners gave us a hint because I couldn't solve this thing. It was, it was, it was uh, humbling. There you go. So I was really excited because yeah. that whole point of the story is that my, you're, you're my thinking... sister blossomed. <laughs> And and Echo, of course, is actually quite did very well in the escape room. Well, of course she did. She's Echo. Anyway, the yeah. point is, a lot of the escape rooms there were a lot harder. Now, interesting. Was, yeah. Another interesting thing is that I did. Uh, there's a franchise called Trapped, mm-hmm. and I did a room oh, yeah. there. We did the chaos effect there, and I'm not going to give any spoil. It was really interesting because they didn't tell me anything about the room, and they didn't say anything at all about the pre-story about what it's about we knew nothing going in and mm-hmm. so i can't even tell you anything i would like to tell certain things because i want to direct people to this room but after talking to people who have done the same room in toronto it sounded much worse yeah it was a really weird I just sort of witnessed the chat because you came in like, oh, the chaos effect. I actually cheered. I cheered. This yeah. is what was exciting about it. I actually cheered in a room. And Which never happens because no, we're the no, most no, disappointing I usually owners. cheer if, if, if we're all having fun together. Yeah. I don't cheer if we solve something. <laughs> I'm like, we're horrible people, I think, to have. If you're a game master, I'm sorry because, you know, we probably don't show much emotion when we leave a room. I did in the Netherlands. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I so there. in the in the chaos effect, I actually cheered because I was really excited that the the solve that we wanted to do worked. Yeah. And but when I heard about them doing the same room here in Toronto, it was it sounded a lot worse, and I was really sad because it's a good it it is a good room. It had mm-hmm. some very cool and unique things in there, 
but the implementation of it here sounded horrible. And that is interesting. Depending on what, yeah, like the franchising. I know, and thing, I was, right? and I was, because I want to recommend people to the room, but if they screw it up in Toronto, yeah, then, then I don't want to recommend it at all because otherwise, it's there were there there were there were cool things in there, and that made me sad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was something else I wanted to mention about European ones really quickly. Oh no, yeah, you don't have to be quick. Hey, yeah, go for it. Me. I've been talking long nonstop. No, but one one thing that I noticed in all of the European ones was that their signposting and that their use of light and sound was consistently really well done. Like and the feedback whenever you solved something. Uh, there was never any guessing as to what door might have opened or Feedback's where you had nice to look. If we want to explain what feedback yeah, is. Yeah, so feedback, let's say you solve a puzzle and it triggers some sort of effect, like a tech or a, a door opening. A very common thing is solving a puzzle and you know you solved it, but you don't know what happened because yes. you solved it. Yes. Sometimes a door opens somewhere. But you're not yeah. too sure. You might hear a click, but have no idea where lucky. it's coming from. If, if you're, you're lucky, lucky. <laughs> you'll hear the click. But if they if they have like overhead music that's too loud, yeah, good yeah. luck. We played this very crappy room that we actually enjoyed. Horribly themed. Not great puzzles, but we always knew when we had something solved. Oh, yeah. Right? I remember that one. Yeah. yeah it was awesome. <laughs> Even, I was so happy. Yeah. Because it was the first time people decided to put feedback in a room. And yeah. I was The very first room I played in the Netherlands, like, the moment you solved a puzzle, oh, you knew you solved that puzzle. And you knew exactly where to look. Feedback and... is more is more pr- prominent now in good rooms though yeah i'm finding and, and but, so signposting with light usually it means you know yes. what to do next yes and they did that very well as well and i and i liked that you know if, if we were unsure of what to do in a room eventually i figured out like wait i can just look at what that light's doing and then that's probably what i have to do next and and it was true in all cases there was never any light that was used extraneously if a room was dim I didn't actually care because it the puzzles weren't dependent on your eyesight some in that case. Oh, or there was at least that. always a well lit area that you could bring the puzzle. Yeah. And that's they nice. just consistently did their tech and their signposting very well. You know, we're I think we're just spoiled because we just are now tired with things like I don't wanna hold the flashlight. Well, did we have flashlights in the room? We're so spoiled. I think I had one. I was really glad you didn't come because you would have done the horror rooms and you would have shoved me into every <laughs> dark corner in the room anytime because it always came up. And they did some nice, they did attempt personalization at some points. So that was when I knew somebody had watched the podcast because in one of so the you're rooms. you famous man pants. No. In one, famous man pans. Nope. And in one of didn't the they call you man Are you a man pun? No, they said. Is there somebody here called Man Pants? And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, gosh darn it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like Man Pants. Man so. <laughs> Pants. Let me be your Man Pants. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was neat. Like, yeah, the the way they did that. So would you say, Manda, that it, it's interesting. I don't know for sure if it's I want to retract a bit because I'm not like I'm not positive about anything, but <laughs> whether or not 
Europe is more mature in the industry because they've been around. Not that they've been around longer, because they've they've been around for a long time. Yeah. But I, but they seem to focus more on story. I think it's and yeah. Is that the, is that the direction? Because it looks like, especially now, where the experience and the immersion is becoming more and more important, even in North American games, mm-hmm. it looks like that's going to be the direction. Less on puzzles, sadly, and more on experience and immersion. Yeah, I, I, and you're right. I don't know if that is a sign of market maturing or not, because as I heard from um, Yolanda, who we're hoping to have on, Yolanda Chu, Yolanda Chu, she was saying, she had a talk about Asian escape rooms, which have been around the longest. And she was talking about the different trends in Asian countries. And Japan, for instance, has not gone the immersive route. They have gone the let's keep it puzzle based, let's keep it puzzle focused, whereas Beijing has gone very much the route of of Europe in that they want to make these big elaborate experiences instead. That'll be a good question to ask her. Yeah. When we come up. But yeah, as far as the Netherlands is concerned, absolutely they're going that route. Um and that and I think North America is going that route too. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I still like puzzles. I do too. I still but it's true. You don't want it's there's no point in making a room hard. Sorry, there's no point in making a room challenging for me. We have puzzle hunts to do that. Also true. But I do like puzzles in an escape room and I did have a lot of fun little moments like you know, whenever I solved a puzzle in the Netherlands, I'm like, yeah, like it, it made me, it gave me adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It was good. I like solving puzzles. But <laughs> I don't want it to make it seem like down with puzzles. But. Yeah, yeah, no. But then again, you know, I've, you and I are also different where you like walking simulators and I get bored with walking you simulators. You do. You don't. It's so bored. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's listen to this mixtape. And you're like, ah. <laughs> Why can't I smash it on a wall? Why can't I pick up this coffee cup? <laughs> what game is that from? I don't know. I just, I'd imagine you'd do that. I'd listen to a mixtape. Yeah. 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 If it was like indie. 80s music. No, yeah. If you'd listen is to it, it such was thing 80s as indies, It probably was. Nobody's probably. ever heard of it, though. Yeah. That's okay. Anyway, I had a fun time. I would totally do it again. And I can't yeah, wait to fun. see. I probably would have fun at the prison escape because I'm I'm an extrovert. Yes, and I'd you, probably annoy you would everybody. have a ball. Yeah. You'd probably be very memorable. I did, I didn't, <laughs> I'd make everybody hate me again because I'd just be having too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, there's probably a few instances where you'd have to create a distraction and you would just be oh, like... Oh, I'm king of distraction. It would just be never-ending distraction. <laughs> I would I would start a prison fight. That'd be amazing. Yep. <laughs> See, there'd be all sorts of fun. You would make it very difficult for like, because, you know, the actors do their best not to like, Crack. you know, manhandle oh, people too, manhandle. right? Because they're not supposed to. But I bet you, they yeah, would that's be... true. If I was there with Mike, we'd get in another prison fight. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah. You would. And then how would they, they wouldn't, they'd have to like tear us apart, but they're not allowed to touch us, right? It's not like a touch haunt. Ugh, I don't want to try those <laughs> at all. But it's cool. We both did travel to rooms. That's fun. I'd love to travel Yours to Yours is far rooms. more extravagant. Yes. And you got to... The, the cool thing is you got to experience things you really like, 
which is more more, more story more like there story. was a post in, on facebook afterwards where somebody was giving bringing up the argument again about like i never pay attention to the pre-room stuff mm-hmm. and and i and i could actually bring an example into that and say like actually if you play these particular escape rooms you can't not pay attention to the pre-room well if you do it right in if other words if you do it right if yeah you can do story but i'm glad well, i had advan- yeah. ad- examples of it being done right mm-hmm. and no i agree like being done really right they do it right here too just you know it'd be more it'd be interesting if they could work it more into into the into the game yes yeah, and I think the in sorry last point in general they also were longer. The oh really? Overall, yeah. Oh, what do you mean longer? How long? Well, like the the room itself maybe sixty minutes, but they always allow ten minutes at the beginning. Oh, okay. For the pre room stuff, so the experience overall takes about an hour and a half. Mm. Yeah, and they schedule it that way. And wait, wait! If they allow for ten minutes to an hour, isn't that an hour and ten minutes? It depends on the escape room. I said Uh-oh. 10 minutes. <laughs> I think in the case of the vault, it was close to 25 minutes no, of pre-room experience. Manpans is our math person in the room. Shut up. I'm, well, you are. I would fail. You are also uh, our logic Yeah, there was person. no math. Oh, that's, no nice. logic oh that's another thing. You know what was in none of the rooms I did when I was in Calgary? Yeah. Searching. Did not have to Oh, yeah, you said that. No I searching made my jaw drop. on any room. That was... So it's interesting because I think they have matured in regards to making rooms better, but it's almost like they made the rooms better for enthusiasts. <laughs> and, and honestly, I can't see that working very well because I love it. So so it's not like I'm complaining about, and it almost sounds like I'm, in, I'm insulting them by saying that they haven't matured yet mm-hmm. because I thought the rooms are, I, I really enjoyed the rooms because there were there was no searching. And there was a lot of there were some pretty challenging puzzles, but I can't see that being sustained because, in the end, you still have to you have to market to the, you can't market to niche people. Mm-hmm. You, you should market to the mainstream audience who would really like the rooms, or maybe the whole escape rooms are just maybe Calgary is just filled with enthusiasts, and I don't know it. I do know Edwin of the locked room said that people who come back are like thirty percent are return players. Interesting. Yes, but he's also the the biggest escape room in Calgary. Right. Anyway, we should probably wrap that up. Woo! Yay! We had fun. How many escape rooms, how many companies did I do? You did more, you probably, you did the same amount that I did in a week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, but you know, you you still had the fun conference to do. Yeah, I had two days of conference and i made sure to have two days of tour stuff so anyway thanks man pans for talking i'm pretty sure when people listen to these podcasts they do probably think that you know we're stuck up and sassy we are stuck up and sassy well i don't know that's actually the people that's somebody described my youngest daughter like that that she's stuck up and sassy oh just you know how teenagers are and she loved that description oh okay yeah yeah, i am (laughs) Uh huh. That's true, but they're gonna think we're just so we're just we're just so full uh, of ourselves here. Why? I was, we just talked about how much we enjoyed things. Uh, no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more like that here. What? Mm, like, like. Well, you don't enjoy escape rooms here. I do. I just want. Uh, you just want more immersion. I just want more. And I just want more. I'm a I Disney princess. More pr- puzzles. You want difficult puzzles? But that's not going to happen. 
Do you think there'll be a one big super escape room that offers it all? You know what I want to do? I think what we should do is we should just have an escape room and build it just just for enthusiasts. Because, you know, we do the, uh, the pop-up is... fan yeah. escape rooms. So we might as well just do a difficult one for enthusiasts only. We should do that. You should do that? Yes. Run to space somewhere and, and then just... I will, and I will make it run for another three hours. Mm-hmm. And I'd make the puzzles more challenging. That'd yep. be lots of fun for me. <laughs> to get in, you have to solve a series of puzzles. Like that's your entrance. Oh test. yeah, we could. Yeah, I could make it all immersive. It's like if you can't solve these, then you will not be able to play this room. That makes us divas and stuck up and snobby, stuck up and sassy. Yeah, sassy. I'm not sassy. I'm not sassy. Your turn, Amanda. Actually, it's always your turn. To actually, did oh, I right, did right. I do the the last time? I actually did the. Oh, I didn't the, listen to it. Yeah, that's good. I don't know if I said it correctly. I had no idea <laughs> what what said during that time. Okay. Oh yes, and one more thing. Thanks to everybody who I met at Up the Game. It was incredible, and I really liked meeting you all. Thanks Yay. to everybody who I met in Calgary. Didn't meet up with family though. <laughs> it's a good thing they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I have, as I said, I have like eighty, 80 relatives? relatives there, <laughs> and I only re- and I just met up with people I met on the internet instead. <laughs> That's healthy. That's healthy. Okay, right. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also go to the Facebook page and click on the like button. And if you'd like to email us, email us it's roomescapedivas at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, I never said the thing about Facebook, I think. What Facebook? Oh, when I did my outro. Oh, click the like button? I think I just said Inverse Genius. It has podcasts. <laughs> First Genius had podcasts. <laughs> and then you can find more about Room Escape Divas somewhere. I didn't even know what our email was. I had to stop and pause to see. Really? It's not was. that <laughs> Well, I didn't know if it was Rediva. I say this every room week. Escape. Yeah, but we don't pay attention to what you say. Uh, <laughs> like, story who, is anybody of my out life. there paying attention to this outro? No, you just have to remember Inverse Genius. There you go. So I just at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like PlayStation. You know when they do things like that. PlayStation. <laughs> oh, Whatever. Sit and then sit. Good dog. They don't do that anymore, do they? No. Oh, right. Or bad robot. That's yes, the other one. Yes, that's another one. So inverse genius, and then room escape divas. Yes. And Manda drinks. No. <laughs> <laughs> RoomEscapeDivas at gmail.com. It's important. People email. Yes, I know. I'm shocked. You check that email. I do. I don't. <laughs> oh, also, you'll learn to realize that if you have unsubscribe anywhere oh my gosh. in your email, I will not see it because yeah. it gets, I have, I have a filter in my Gmail where anything that says unsubscribe anywhere in the text goes into this folder. And I think to myself, oh, I'll look at this folder. No, I never look at this folder. So I was sad because there was someone. There was someone that I could have. We could have met up with. Amanda met up with them. Yeah, I didn't because hi I didn't, David. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that this was happening, and I didn't respond at all to any of the emails because I didn't see the emails. And I was in Europe at the time, so I wasn't paying attention to who was and answering so then and who the day wasn't. Of, Amanda says, "So you're coming to dinner tonight?" I'm going. What? What dinner? You know, it's in your email. 
Oh, oh, I didn't see it. So, so don't put unsubscribe in your emails. You know, delete all of that part, and then I'll see it. Yay! Yay! Who uses email? And then you'll Only get a friend. Old people like me. What? Old people you use old email. People, yeah, I use email. You use email for business things. But when and you chat to things. your family, do you use email? Oh, no, we don't no, use that no. anymore. No, you use your little WhatsApp or Tinder or whatever. With my family? Tinder oh, I, don't, my... I don't question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.